weather is the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, or the co-founder of Match.com, or the host of the MSNBC show, Your Business, they all have one thing in common. They are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line. Your host is Callan Diggs. Welcome. And welcome. Today I am delighted to have Rifat Olgas. Rifat is the founder of Cinemia. It is a inter- industry disruptive global tech company, the U.S. first and only movie ticket subscription service to offer its members access to any movie in any format, at any theater, at any showtime. If you thought MoviePass is interesting, you want to tune into this episode. I'm very happy to have him with us. He's leading the market in the UK, Canada, Turkey, and Australia, and now in the US. Introducing a flexible, more consumer-friendly monthly movie ticket plan membership. Uh, he, you know, uh, the company boasts three million global unique monthly visitors to its social web and app platforms with more than 20 visits. Very happy to have him with us. Refat, welcome. Hi, hello. Refat, let's go back in time. You know, where, where did it start? Sure. You know, typically a lot of people, they become entrepreneurs because maybe, or, you know, maybe their parents were entrepreneurs, and that kind of has significant mm-hmm. influence. You know, other yeah. times people... They become entrepreneurs because, you know, they hate their job and they just it, 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 it refuse to work paycheck to yeah. paycheck and have nothing to show for. You know, how did it start for with sure. you? Were for your sure. parents entrepreneurs? What kind of what was your inspiration to be an entrepreneur? Well, I think, uh, yeah, my parents are entrepreneurs. But besides that, like I worked in, in Fortune 500 companies for eight years. I was like directing uh, 900 people, uh, so I was like in a good position. I was going great in my career, but um, I think it's in you. So you feel something, and uh, I'm also a movie buff. Like I, I love movies, and it's not, and also I love movies on on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So. And we, we all see, like, I was, I was managing the new business uh, for, for, like, 35 million subscriber company. So, I, I, like, the, for being in the new business, you see a lot of changing. So, um, I think the, the subscription business and also in the music, because I think the music and movie industry is, like, so connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's the there's the two things in the world that nobody says like I don't like music or I don't like movies. You you maybe don't like some certain types of music or movies, but you like movies and music in general. So that's a great connection, and we see that the subscription win the battle in the music industry. So we're not actually right now thinking about whether the, the whether the song is worth worth to download and give a dollar for it or not. We just have, have, have our subscription services for it. And, uh, and also for the movies, like for the Netflix. Netflix changed all 
uh, how we perceive not only for movies but also TV. Mm-hmm. So um, I think maybe can like if if you think that can we do it for a movie ticket subscription uh, for the big screen, you need to deal with the movie theater, uh, or you can find a way to to actually do this. Uh, scalable in scalable formats, but having the risk uh, to the company. So uh, we created a, a Mastercard uh, and debit card, and an app to make the make sure that people are uh, using in the in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So we created a system. So then we sent the card to customers, and the people went to movie theaters, and we think that we can make money on advertising. And also, if we get the right par- pricing for for the uh, end users, we can actually uh, create a bigger economy for for movie theaters, for movie studios, for the brands who wants to target the uh, moviegoers, and also uh, for the co- customer itself. So, yeah, um, Let, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about some some of the the building blocks that has made you the entrepreneur that you are today. You know, you say your parents were entrepreneurs. You say you work for Fortune 500 companies. All that, I would imagine, has been uh, definitely uh, influential. Uh, if uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, uh, you're, you're Turkish, correct? Yeah. And were, you, and were you born in Turkey and raised there, or were you uh, kind of born and raised in the U.S.? Uh, I kind of born over there. Yeah, so in Europe and, and United States. See, yeah, I think that's very. I I I I ask you that question because I always find it interesting about the correlation about immigrant entrepreneurs and how driven they are, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that people who are born here in the U.S. are not driven as well, but it's just uh, you look at people like uh, Elon Musk. You know, there's so many examples like that, and where it, and where they have these uberly successful. Uh, businesses, but it kind of comes down to the building blocks, you know, kind of what were some of the things that their parent, their parents instilled in them that ultimately made them successful. You know, you know, perhaps what is what what is one or two two things that your parents have instilled in you that you think that has attributed to your success? Um, well, I think um, my father always tell because he's a great entrepreneur and he always tell like you need to do something that you like and because it's your life like it's not your like you don't go to work and and then then there's a life behind like other than the work like i think it's combined so being an entrepreneur also is like a combination of all things like your work your 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 life is like all combined so I don't see anything as a work so I think it's coming from my my I can tell it like from from my father so he likes the journey like mm-hmm. I, I like the journey itself I like I like it like I like movies like um, well I, I have a experience in uh, like a lot of software as a service and I can do it right now but I don't right now I'm doing what I like, so that's like I think it's coming from from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, yeah, we can say that. Yeah, I, I think that's extreme. I think that's extremely important to do what you like because there's so many people uh, across the world. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in like developing countries, and they're working at they're working at factories, and whether they're making clothes, and they're making very meager wages, and they hate their job. And then, contrastly, conversely, you look at the people in places like the U.S., people in places like Canada, Germany, and they have jobs and. And even though they may make more than people in developing countries, regarding the cost of living, they're also living paycheck to paycheck. They hate their job. They hate their boss. They don't have any fulfillment from the job. So I definitely... It's also... Yeah. yeah um, sure. Go ahead. But, like, uh, we need to think that it's not, it's not only for, like, you hate your job, but for as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of uh, options to do. Like, you have, like some areas get more investment so you can do that as well right yeah but like i choose it because it's what i like it's yeah. not because there's a lot of more investments or a lot of more talents it's also like it's not about you hating your, your like your uh salary or like salary based job but it's also for as an entrepreneur there's a lot of opportunities but but why you choose that one is coming from your your blood and like your if you lo- like if and also it's an option yeah, yeah i would say the main difference is an employee you know they have a job but they may have a job that they may not like as a rather than an entrepreneur they own a job and even though they may have to work harder it's a job they actually love to do yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think and, and 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 I think that's what makes entrepreneurship so attractive to more people. They may say, "Yeah, I may have to work more hours. I may make a I may make a I may make a little less money, but at least I like what I do." And that's what gives them the passion to uh be able to continue. Another thing I talk about as far as what makes an entrepreneur is the role of uh university. And uh, in the U.S., uh, it's common for a lot of entrepreneurs to be to, to start businesses and you know and try new things. And sometimes they skip they skip university. Sometimes they drop out. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see kind of where you know where you fell on that because I because you know from the past um, uh, entrepreneurs that we interview who have been born and raised in other countries, uh, many of them have said that their parents was very adamant about them going to university you know i'm curious you know what what you know you know did you go to university and if you did go do you feel that it was instrumental to your success it was uh yeah of course uh, i graduated as an honor student and i think it's uh, i'm not sure it's like correlated with, with the entrepreneurship i see a lot of dropouts and get a lot of success but I see that uh, I also see like my my university background is actually helping me. So uh, because the actually university changed me a lot. So um, yeah, I can't say the otherwise right now. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely heard uh, both perspectives, but uh, it, it is it is uh, apparent that uh, university does have positive benefits for some entrepreneurs and there there mm-hmm. are some there are some better business programs than others uh, but uh definitely uh it can 
uh, play a role. Now, I know you say you have this huge passion for movies. You know, I'm definitely a movie fan as well. And I definitely concur with you when you said how really uh, movies and music play a huge part in people's lives. It surely does mine and, and many other people. Do you want to reach the finish line? Of course you do. But one objection you may have is, I don't have the time. One thing I've always suggested is outsourcing. And thankfully, now you can do so on the budget. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for services starting at $5. The wide range of services include logo design, photography, copywriting, voiceovers, video editing, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and click on the link on the episode page. And let Fiverr be the resource to help you reach the finish line. Me, uh, um, you know, I, you know I, I, I like classical music. And for me, I like suspense movies. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I still like music and movies. And that was the point that you was making. Now, I would imagine the fact that the music kind of industry is a big crowd at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. That probably helps you. That would probably influence your decision to want to go the other direction as far as movies. Because the space is not as crowded. Besides right now, I guess your main competitor is MoviePass. That kind of uh, movie ticket subscription base is not as crowded as it is compared to music. In which the music industry, that subscription-based model, is overwhelmed. And it, it, mm-hmm. it's making it even more harder for... Uh, movie uh, movie subscription companies to get more creative. So uh, I mm-hmm. guess my my question to you is, um, what was the inspiration of you creating Cinemia? Did you see Movie Pass and you said, well, you know what, I can do better than them, or <laughs> did you, or or was it something that you already had in mind before Movie Pass was born? Well, I think. When we realized Movie Pass, because Movie Pass is actually, I think they born in August uh, in 2018 mm-hmm. when they sold the company to Helis and Madison. Mm-hmm. Before that, they were like so small that nobody noticed them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about them. So, um, I, I, but they they had a lot of years. I think the because they were a lot like they, their model was different. They tried to get the, when I read the news, they first they tried to get the theater, theaters to on board while we were developing our card system and location-based system uh, to, to not work, actually, did not deal with the monitor, but uh, like the, the financial system itself. So, and then... I think the movie pass find the find the right way too, so they also changed their they change their business uh, to to the card and and the an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, maybe it was a card before, but I, I'm not sure that it's a it was a financial because they tried to as I read they tried to uh, get the theaters uh, to relations and they couldn't succeed and. They, uh, yeah, but when we start, we know that because like I'm coming from the payment card, uh, industry and then the, like the loyalty programs. So, uh, we, we know, um, the limitations 
in the theater industry and you can talk with every theater in the world. You can talk with some, some movie theaters in, in your country or in, in the United States or in Canada, but you can't talk and agree with all of them. And if you can't agree one of them, it's not going to be like uh, all movie theaters. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be a financial card. Uh, so that's the way how we do it. So, let's talk about that a bit uh, would, more because yeah, we yeah. have a lot, you know, a lot of people are listening are definitely movie fans. You know, what their genre yeah. is, is to be determined. Some people like uh, thriller, some people like romance, but the majority of the people listening right now are movie fans. And right now, you know, if they hear about MoviePass, now they hear about your company, Cinemia, you know, they are curious to know what's the difference because they want to know, you know, you know, how can I get the best value for my money? You know, pe you know, people are yeah. aware now recently that uh, MoviePass just lowered their prices to six ninety five a month. You know, I don't know if that's good for the company or not, but uh, they probably use that to attract more people. But the ultimate question is, you know, what makes Cinemia different than MoviePass? What makes it better? What would you say? Yeah, we can we can come to that point but like i want to also say like uh when it's like as you said they they lower the price and they get the popularity and the thing is like changing price is really easy like we can change it right now mm -hmm. but um we didn't and as they say like in uh like in august they were like twelve thousand customers right now they are like millions mm -hmm. so uh we didn't play that game and uh, we're going to also, we, we will not play that game. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, and why we are still growing a lot because it's, it's about uh, how we see the business. Like as a fellow film lover, I like, I firmly believe there is much more to movie going experience than simply project. Um, Rifat, are you still there? Should experience. So we don't want to stress about sold-out tickets or theater limitations. And to be frank, like we certainly don't want to watch the latest action movie, like Blockbuster in Basic 2D. So we designed the elevated movie theater subscription model, which is like a right now can say that the premium subscription model, mm -hmm. in a way that frequent moviegoers could receive a significant savings mm -hmm. without having to sacrifice the quality of their experience. And I can say that uh, like majority of all the moviegoers in, in the United States are going less than two times in a month. So it's actually a quantity over like, yeah, quality over quantity. So uh, yeah, that, that's, what, what is, yeah. That's that's actually very that's actually very insightful. You know, uh, many uh, I didn't know that myself, but uh, it does make sense now that we live in an era of Netflix and Hulu. More people, probably the reason why more people are not going to movie theaters now because you know they can watch it at home via Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. So the fact that people only watch up to two movies a month in a movie theater, it does make your comp it does make your your uh, your product probably the most attractive fit you know you know what's the point of offering 
you know, someone, you know, a seven dollar month subscription model for up to thirty days of movies, and they're not going to watch that movies anyway. Most people have work, they have kids, you know, they have these other obligations, and and, and most people are not going to get to the movie theater that often. So, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also one thing too, at least with with movie pass, they don't get the three D experience. They don't get to go to IMAX theaters, you know. So that's a lot of value that you and provide. You can get, you can't get three uh, D, uh, like you can't get uh, advanced ticketing. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, they can't, they can't get advanced ticketing. Uh, I also believe they don't get the IMAX theater at Movie Pass. Oh, that, that's something only yeah. you guys do. So, uh, no, that, you can't. that's definitely a value that really differentiates you. Uh, from those guys, so let's talk. Yeah. So, so now that we now now that we uh, basically talk about the allure, uh, the attractiveness of why a person should consider it, uh, huh, I'm de- yeah, uh, you, you you definitely got me sold. But let's talk about what. Let's talk about you know for people who want to start a similar type of business, maybe not in a the movie theater, but maybe a subscription based model. Let's talk about some of the challenges. That even though you have a lot of experience in you know payment card processing, payment card processing and loyalty programs, let's talk about some of the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur, and the solutions that you took to solve them. Cool, for sure. Um, well, the subscription business is is a, is it hard? Like you need to give the best customer service mm-hmm. because. Uh, they're connected to you every month. So, uh, like we and our customers have a great relationship mm-hmm. because they're not like one-time subscriber, like one-time one-time customer. Mm-hmm. They're not coming and getting get movie tickets and just go. They're here and they're our subscribers. So we are a community, and we're simply. It's hard to make uh, all of your customers happy, and that's why we are working a lot that is the that is the hardest thing to do like because it's like you reaching uh, like uh, we're talking about millions right Mm -hmm. so you you're reaching uh unique people and they they they, their demand is uh like you need to take all of their demands and Mm -hmm. consider it and and apply to your product in the best way Right. So that's why we created a lot of different things mm-hmm. and also get a lot of feedbacks for every part and still still improving. So that's the I think that's the hardest part that's uh, in subscription business because subscription business consumer demands more. That's for sure. Interesting. So, you know, in a subscription based business that can, I mean, I mean, there's two sides of that. You know, they may have they may have more demands, but on the opposite side, you know, if you can please a million customers, then they are very likely to tell at least one or two other people about how great your how great your company is, and that can double sales. You know, you know, over time. So, which 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 also you know helps you save money from you know marketing because you know you know offering excellent customer service and and uh and 
these uh, customers having such a great experience, they will do the marketing for you. They will even they they will tell you know how such a, how, how how such a great product and service that you offer, which will in, in return draw more. So that's one element about subscription based models that I've always found interesting compared to. Me, Compared to other types of companies, you know, because mm-hmm. other types of companies, you have to invest so much money in marketing. You got Facebook ads, you got you got you got you got you got all these other uh, you got paid advertising, you got all these other types of things that you have to invest. As compared to with a subscription-based model, as long as you offer excellent customer service and you can constantly meet their demand, as you stated, your th- your current customers will sell for you. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's why we have a referral program, which is going great. Tell us about that. Oh, so if you refer, uh, it's simply uh, when you get the Cinemia uh, subscription, if you refer to your uh, friends, uh, you get $5 for every one of your friends. Uh, even if they got the promotion uh, or like deal from, uh, from the Cinemia, you get like $5. Anyway, so it's uh, and you can use that uh, dollars for for like subscription or for movie tickets or like uh, your your yearly subscription and even in some countries for popcorn and, and like some some restaurant deals and more. But the mainly uh, it's like they're using for renewing their their subscriptions. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great program. How many movie theaters are you currently in in the United States right now? Uh, well, we can, uh, like, there's uh, there's about 4,000 4, uh, movie theaters uh, locations in the, in, the, in the United States, and we're actually serving, uh, like, all of them, uh, unless if they don't have, if they don't accept MasterCard. Mm, wow. Very exciting. Yeah. And what? And where do you see your projected growth uh, in the next uh, three to five years? Well, uh, we're sure that we want to deliver this service for for millions, like mm-hmm. like millions of millions of uh, moviegoers. And uh, as far I as far as we we know, there's 246 million unique moviegoers in the United States. And 19% is going at least once in a month. So it means almost 50 million uh, is going once in a month. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what, where we want to achieve. For sure. And, I can, I can yeah. definitely I can definitely tell you that, you know, although I like Netflix and I think it's relatively a good service, I, it's still not the same <clears throat> of actually being in a movie theater the and having that experience. Really? We love Netflix. Like, what, 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 what is actually? We see that there's a, lo- a lot of correlations between Netflix users or like, or like streaming users and the movie theaters, uh, like moviegoers, mm-hmm. because when you see a movie in the streaming and you see that the upcoming movie is like the, the third one or the or the sequel is coming to the movie theaters, mm-hmm. so you go to the movie theaters. So you you get the first one in the streaming and the second one in the uh, in the big screen so it's like correlated so it's, it doesn't actually hurting because um uh if people it's not 
that we we are actually uh, changing the the way we we watch. Mm-hmm. But it's a social experience. Mm-hmm. You you're going outside, you you meet with your friends, and right now you can combine all the all the uh, sports tickets available, like uh, like NBA, like uh, like American football, mm-hmm. um, the baseball and hockey and everything. Multiply it and not like combine it and multiply with ten. That is the the movie ticket sold. 1.2 billion movie tickets sold in a, in a, in the United States in a year. So we love to go movies. Yeah. And that is social experience. That is completely different than just watching it. Yeah. One thing I noticed that you offer, which which is which is very interesting, because I've never seen any type of feature offered from a, a movie subscription program. I definitely haven't seen it from MoviePass yet. Is your Cinemia for two kinds of as you've uh, been one of the <clears> first <throat> to offer couples subscriptions for people who yeah. are let's say engaged or people who are married. How does the Cinemia for two subscription model work? Well. Like you get only one card, but it works for two people or like your for for your family. So you can just go to and the the our users love this program because it's not a always like it's not a long thing. Like you go with your friends and you can pay with with one card, so you don't hassle with like two cards. Like pay the half here, pay the half here. Like it just gives you a more flexibility, and you can take your Friends one time, and then the, your child next time. Like, what, whoever you want, it's not subject to only one person. Oh, I see. So not only is it for couples, but it also be used for like family members. Yep, sure. Great. And you can change the change the uh, your wingman every time. Like, that's awesome. So that make that makes it yeah. even more of an attractive feature. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So as we come to a close, if people want to follow you, if they want to get in contact with you, or if they want to actually, you know, you got them sold and stoked, they want to go right now and get uh, a movie subscription. How do they do that? Well, they can just go and download the Cinemia in iOS or or Google Play or uh, like Cinemia.com. So for sure, they will see the, and they will realize the elevated movie-going experience. Great. Rifat, thanks yep. for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs. If you haven't already, purchase the book, Reaching the Finish Line, at reachingthefinishline.com. Now is time for you to start reaching your finish line. So where are you waiting for? Start 